something that was valuable enough for me to earn an income and you know live on my own terms. And so, and I think a lot of people are just trying to achieve that in life. And uh, if I can provide what it was for me, then I would love to share that with the world. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Hey, great opportunity. Q4 is here, right? You're ready to buy. You're ready to sell. Uh, if you can look for some cash flow, uh, now might be a great time to jump back into RA at OA. Lots of people do it. There are some people that that's all they do. They only work this time of year, sell enough, and then take the rest of the year off sipping drinks on a beach in Bali. Well, anyway. Though the outliers. Let's talk about the rest of us. <laughs> but if you want to add back RA in OA, then I have a great group for you. It's through Amazing Freedom, our friends at Amazing Freedom, my friends at Amazing Freedom, and it's Gay Lisby specific. She is an unbelievable teacher. And so what the deal they offered us through this podcast is two weeks free. So it's a two-week free trial. So there's no risk to you at all. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. That's it. Okay. You're going to get two weeks free. But here's the deal. If you sign up now, between now and uh, September 15th, so that's coming up in less than two weeks. By September 15th, if you're a subscriber and you stick through to Black Friday, you're going to get Gay's Black Gold List. Okay, so the beauty of it, it's a Black Friday list, right? If you've ever went out shopping in a Black Friday list, when you would send shoppers out, we'd go to a whole bunch of different places and you get those peak items. The great news now, you can order a bunch of them online too, which you also want to do. But... To have a list in your hands, you go in, I buy these three items, boom, I'm out of there. Well, she gives you that list, and that is a list they sell. It's expensive. However, if you're a member, and you're a member by September 15th, and you stick your way through to Black Friday, you automatically get it for free. So you got to act fast. Try the two weeks. It's completely free. See what you get. Look at those daily fine lists, and then say, huh, for the small fee it is a month, this is worthwhile for me, especially this quarter. Get somebody buying for you. Give them this list. This is what you're going to invest in. This is a simple testing tool for you to see, hey, is this something I could be good at? Man, invest now. Take the two weeks free and try it. I love it, love it, love it. And trust her 100%. She is such a teacher. Um, go check out her group. Okay, amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum hyphen arbitrage. You know, the other sponsors I want to talk about is Seller Labs. Scope, and we just launched a new product. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Um, it's wholesale and private label combined for us, kind of a bundle thing that we do. Um, but I'm very excited because we use Scope to help me with the keywords because it's such a big deal figuring out the keywords. How are you going to rank for this? How do you rank for this? Well, guess what we do? We go like everybody else and we figure out what the top products keywords are and then we use them also. That's what Scope allows you to do. And so it's such a great, great product for discovering profitable Amazon keywords. Um, you can even use it for finding products too. You can, with fee, cal sale calculations, all that stuff's included, right? And it's it's just a Chrome extension. Simple to use, simple to use. We use it. Um, if You can save 50 bucks by entering the code Momentum. So sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Enter the code Momentum. Save 50 bucks. That's real money. Save it, please. And finally, I don't want to miss Karen Locker's solution for e-commerce. The solutions, the number four e-commerce um, forward slash momentum is our link. Um, but Karen's been a sponsor of my show, I guess it's almost three years now, and it's been phenomenal. The people that uh, are still with Karen all those years, including me, I pay the same price you do. It's because the consistency. Um, so many times, I you know, I get these emails, hey, stranded inventory report, boom. I, you know, I, I look at it. 
but I don't have to do anything because there's a member of my team, somebody that we can count on to help my wife and I with our business so we don't have to pay attention to it. That's what I like. That's what I needed. And so solutions for e-commerce, Karen Locker, uh, her team, um, I get notes from all the time. I launched, uh, I think I talked about this last time, I launched a ton of products, the same product that I'm using Scope for. I send her, here are the images. Here Now we do the keywords, we do all that stuff up front. She does the flat files for me. Boom, they went in. It was perfect. No feedback. I don't have anything to change because it was done exactly as it was supposed to be. But I didn't have to mess with it. And it's not that I can't. It's not that I'm above it. It's just that it allows me now to focus on this other piece. And so when you're a small company like ours, when you have other people on your team working with you and working for you, it just makes the difference. And, you know, I've said it for three years. Again, I look for consistency over time. And Karen's given me that. Um, Is it perfect? No, Steve's never perfect. And so she keeps me um, on track and really helps us when we need it. And so it's been a great uh, relationship, and I'm just so proud to offer it. Um, I'm very careful about these things, and I'm so proud to offer it. So solutions, the number four, e-commerce forward slash momentum, you're going to save 50 bucks, and that's real money. Again, that's real $50 by using my link. You don't get that link anywhere else to save the 50 And she's going to do an inventory health report. Storage fees. Who got hit with storage fees, right? It just happened, right? Uh, Long-term storage fees. Now they're monthly, right? This quarter, they're going to be monthly. Well, by using Karen and her team, you can get that inventory health done. Boom, pull back what you don't need or put sales on it, whatever it is. Um, Karen also does work on eBay. If you want to bring your listings over to eBay using Joe Lister or any of the other products, she does that kind of work too. But you got to use my link, solutions, the number four e-commerce forward slash momentum, save the 50 bucks, tell Karen I sent you, and make sure that you really understand all the stuff that you can get through her service. It's been phenomenal. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 338, Prince Patel. Okay. He's 24 years old. I'm saying it up front and the dude will blow you away. You know, very humble, uh, very humble. And, um, he just knows so much to be so young, to be, you know, a bunch of things that he's done. Super smart. A, he had great parents. Um, he'll, he'll talk about that. He had great parents that really gave him the freedom and the choices in something that you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think that they would have because they were professionals. And yet they, so that's a good set of parents. But he's aligned himself with, uh, you know, some really smart people. He's really investing um, um, time with the right people. Chris Lynn, who I think the world of. I mean, just a super skilled individual, super skilled businessman who would succeed in, I don't care whatever he did, he would be because his mental approach, he has that intellect and that ability that you just don't see. Um, The ability to be humble enough to realize um, that you're not perfect in everything, but you can figure it out, you can push through it when it gets challenging, where most people would pull back and say, give up. Um, And the ability to work for next to nothing to get an education, to learn a completely new trade, in essence. I mean, he's got a trade. He is a craftsman at 24 years old, um, right? If, If there was an apprenticeship, I think he's already graduated, and he's already there at that age. Can you imagine what it's going to be like in 10 or 20 years? Man, oh, man. Let's get into the podcast. All right, welcome back to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. Very excited about today's guest um, because he's got a cool story. Somebody who's clearly figured out at a very young age, which I'm very, very interested to learn about because I have, 
well, he's 22. He's going to be 22 um, next week, I think it is, my younger son. And so I'm always interested by somebody who's very young, who has chosen a path that just seems to fit so well, and they make it flow. They make it look easy, and I'm sure it's not. Um, but I'm very, very excited to have him on, Prince Patel. Welcome, Prince. Thank you for having me. No, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I've been following you for a while. Um, we have a mutual friend, Chris Lynn, and who I think well of. I think really a lot of super, super guy and super smart. Mm-hmm. And I've seen you there, and I'm like, oh, who's this dude? i got to get to know this guy. And I then follow you on Instagram, and I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> All right, so we got to go back because, you know, I've looked at some of the TV stories about you. I mean, you are a kid getting into this business. Yep, what, yep. what was it that, that made you think, I want to be an entrepreneur and sell stuff specifically? So for me, I tried a couple of jobs. I used to be a personal trainer, um, you know, for fitness, enthousi- for fitness enthusiasts. And also I had an internship in the civil engineering field. So I tried two different variations of jobs in the fields. And I started to notice that like this wasn't what I was really passionate about. And it wasn't where I could drive all my energy and focus in. Um, and I've been doing e-commerce for a while now, um, since early high school. So I had that background and I was thinking, you know, if I actually love doing this, so why not go all out and see what I can make out of it? And so that's how it kind of came about. Were you going to study engineering for something you were interested in or something your parents were interested in? So I was going in for civil engineering. Um, you know, when it came down to 12th grade in high school where I had to decide what I wanted to do, I did what everybody else in my family did, which was civil engineering. Um, <laughs> it was, it's a respectable field. It's a lucrative field, but it, it isn't something that I would be able to really excel in. And I knew that the whole time. But, you know, at that age, you really don't know exactly what you want to do, especially in this traditional uh, career system that we have. Yeah, I agree with you 100% because that's the environment. So everybody just expects you to go in. It's like doctors expect their kids to be doctors, right? right? All that same thing. But if you don't love it like they love it, if that's not Mm -hmm. a passion for you, how are you ever going to be? And, you know, then the bigger challenge, Prince, is that you would then be trying to measure up to their expectations. And man, that's depressing. And also, (laughs) you know, if it's not for me, then I also don't want to do a disservice to that industry and not Mm. excel in it, right? Dude, you're too smart. You're too young to be this smart. (laughs) <laughs> you're old. how old are you now i'm 24 years old oh dude come on i always say this and uh, uh kelly loach will appreciate i have socks older than you um and, uh, <laughs> you, you've really been killing it now you sell material on ebay now are, are you also a big amazon seller too no so i primarily sell on ebay just because i, I like the way that the platform is set up for me for what I sell. Amazon's a little bit more restrictive, but I do sell on Amazon. Okay. Not as much but that's not yet. your major. I mean, we're talking scaled on eBay. I mean, we're talking, right. if you go to his uh, Instagram, which is Prince Patel, which I suggest you do, you will be as amazed as I am when you see packages after packages after packages. And you have a, a mostly almost all wholesale model, correct? Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you were thinking about, um, when you were in, in engineering school and you started having this, how did that discussion go with your parents to say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about doing this on the side? Or did you hit a number and then said, hey, mom or dad, look at this. This is why I know I can do this. Right. So I guess I'll just go into my story because that explains really all of this. Um, so I started early in high school. So my parents have seen me kind of go out of my way to uh, earn an income or earn some extra side cash. And so they've seen me develop with this business in itself over the last eight years. Um, so I started doing it like leisurely, then it was 
a little bit part-time during early college. And then they saw me buy a ton of inventory. And, you know, I started off with cameras and stuff like that. And I'd buy one camera at a time. I'd flip them on Craigslist or eBay. And then it would turn into 10. And then it would turn into 100. And then, you know, next thing you know, there's a thousand cameras in my room. And so at that point, they kind of understood what was going on and how much, uh, how much values there is in what I'm doing. And so it was kind of a mutual understanding. We didn't even have a discussion about it. It was, you know, I, I've always been working hard. So they didn't worry about what I was going to do. That's a very uh, mature set of parents because, you know, uh, uh, history or, you know, what their generation would have grown up with as well. You know, that's a great side hobby you have, Prince. But, you know, right. now is the time to get serious. That was, I hope you had fun. But now you got to plan the rest of your life because, boy, you get this right. job, you're going to work there for the next, you know, 30 years, right? Maybe 35, right. set up for retirement. You're going to save all that time and you're going to set up for retirement. Um, when you look at your family that are civil engineers, and we're not downplaying it in any way, do you, do you get the urge sometimes or do you get the inkling sometimes that some of them are looking at you like, man, you chose well? Well, yeah, yeah. So... You know, I recently started having a little bit more success. It's only been about a year since I've been seeing a little bit of success. And so a lot of family members, they're all civil engineers. And, you know, most of them don't like what they do. And so I, I believe they look at what I'm doing as inspiration to try something new because we've always been in one bubble. We've always been tunnel visioned to think that we could do one path because everyone else is doing it. And, it's you know, it, it's been successful but not overly successful, right? And so when they look at me, people are now starting to try different things. One of my cousins is actually started selling on eBay too. Oh, he, quit awesome. his, he quit his job. He got into real estate and he's selling on eBay on the side as a car parts seller, which was very interesting to me too. Yeah, I think, I think you know, they, you just expanded their boundaries, right? It's not their fault that they didn't know because that's all they knew. Now of all of a sudden, you're a young guy without the full college education mm -hmm. and yet, boom, you're having success. Right. That's got right, to be right, a very, right. very cool. As parents, uh, that's, you know, the only negative is, as a parent, is mm -hmm. what, what would my friends think? My friends, right. they're going to look down their nose like, oh, your kid's not going to college? Oh, right. Steve, you failed. <laughs> right? right? That's that's a, I mean, that's a real, that's real, right? Well, I did end up finishing my degree and getting my degree, so, oh, you know. Okay, well, you finished yeah. college. All right. You just chose right. not to go in that field. All right. So that, that makes right. me feel, but you get what I'm saying, though? No, that's real. That, oh, no, 100%. That's, so, that's tough. Yeah, so that was the reason why I actually stayed in school the whole time. And not only that, but it wasn't that that degree was useless, per se. It was the de getting the degree itself was teaching discipline. It was teaching a work ethic. It was teaching, you know, that not to achieve something in life, you have to work really, really hard and it just doesn't come that come to you. And so that's what I really learned with getting this engineering degree because it was very difficult because I was doing full-time eBay at the time and in my senior year of college doing, taking all these exams. Um, and so it was a full-time thing for me and it was just uh, it was a lot of pressure, but I think it grew me into the person I am today. So I'm very thankful for it. Well, and, and I think, you know, an engineering degree has, they teach you certain skills. I have an accounting degree, for example. So they teach mm -hmm. you very, very specific things. Talk about what an engineering degree taught you, if you could, if you could break it down and the skill sets uh -huh. and then how you could uh, apply them to your eBay business. Right. So, well, engineers work with numbers all the time. And so I've been working with numbers for the past four years, five years in college, right? And that, I think that really helped me because it kind of changed my perspective of how business works. Because when I'm always working with numbers, I see how things transition from one place to another by just multiplying a couple things or, you know what I mean? So I think that played a big part into how I see things in business. 
And you can then take and uh, look forward um, using those skill sets, right? And, and say, oh, there's a future and I can see it. Because as things change and they change, eBay is a good example of something that's been evolving very a lot, especially in the last couple of years. Um, and you're in a good niche in the electronics niche related to that. And so you're able to take advantage of that. Um, why, why electronics? What was it that was attractive to you about electronics? So when I started, I started off flipping everything. It was couches, okay. lawn, lawnmowers, um, shelves, even electronics like phones and cameras. And then I kind of took that data that I got from doing that and saw what was most popular, what would be the fastest sell-through rate. Because as an, a sole proprietor, as a person with no employees, how can I scale it the most as one person in this business? And I kind of realized that with the data that eBay provides that this has a very high sell-through rate and this is very popular. So if I could source these items at a price that makes sense, then this could be a sustainable business model. Hmm. And so that's how I looked at it. Is that a lesson then that other people listening here should should heed? You know, yeah, go wide, you know, mm -hmm. so you could see what it is and then yes. see what's selling naturally for you. Because, you know, let's talk about Chris Lynn. I mean, he's a huge shoe seller, right? And clothing right. seller, right? A massive. That's his. Mm -hmm. I mean, he knows way more. When I listen to him talk about shoes, I'm always like, man, that dude knows a lot about it, right? Right. And that's his lane. That doesn't mean he couldn't come in yours and be successful. I don't mean to downplay that. But oh, if there's 100%. a natural... Uh, um, uh, a natural because what do you see sellers doing that aren't having the success? I think that the community in general has uh, a different outlook than I have. I don't think people look at the data enough and I don't mm. think people value it enough as much as they should because it's so it's it's very intensive. I mean, it tells you everything. The click-through rate, how many people are actually purchasing through your click-through rate. That's important data. If something doesn't have enough of a click-through rate, then it's not worth you know, sourcing that inventory over and over again. And so I've, over the years, I've always niched down. Like I've always been very specific with GoPro branded products or like Canon branded products. And so I know them very, very well. And so, you know, when I source, I know exactly what this will sell for. If I buy a hundred units, I know how, how long it will take, especially during which quarter, you know, right now we're in Q4, which is going to be one of the highest sell through rates um, of the year. This would be a natural, you know, using GoPro, for example, that would be a natural fourth quarter item, right? Everybody's going to have one, yeah. for, especially in today's day and age. So, you know, I'm thinking about this. Does it help that you're an outdoor enthusiast in some ways? I mean, does that help with the passion of it? Are you a user of these products? I guess that's my first question. It looks like um, it by Instagram. It looks like it to me. <laughs> yeah. So I've used it like here and there, but I'm not like a I'm not extremely into it. Um, I don't think you need to be, but you know, obviously it would help if you were a user of the item itself. I, I do know a lot about it just because I've been playing around with them for years now. Um, so there, but, there, there's a lesson right there. So, so yeah. you're saying that you mastered it because you've done so much work with it. Yes. Hmm, that's a lesson too. So I'm just thinking of sellers out there who are saying, you know, they're, they're you know, the everything store. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and what I see is people who are the everything store, um, Steve included me. Um, mm -hmm. I have a warehouse full of everything, right. <laughs> um, uh, bad buys or what have you. Um, uh -huh. Not a, it's very difficult to gain any traction in any one area because for, you know, the listing process, when yes. you're listing in multiple categories, it takes a lot of effort. When you're listing in one category, how does that work? Um, so I can get very specific with how I optimize all my listings because I know them so well, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of other sellers that come on, like let's say for you, for example, if you found one GoPro and you're listing it, you won't be able to know all the keywords and all the details of I that item nothing. that you're listing. I know nothing. Right. So that's with the same thing like with a lot of people that list it. And 
that's how I have that upper hand a little bit. Even big companies that come on and sell other GoPro products, they don't have the extensive knowledge on that product. And so, you know, their sell through is a little bit less than mine, even though they might have a lot more leverage and power because of their bigger company. Um, and so that's how I differentiated myself. I love it. I think it's so smart. And I think you're absolutely right. These giant companies that come in that sell probably lower price than you yes. don't have the ability to get the maximum dollar out of it because they're the everything. Again, they're selling all different brands, right? And so they're just not mm -hmm. able to focus. Um, how hard was it for you to get the GoPro um, uh, rights to be able to sell and, uh, you know, I guess you go through a distributor or a wholesaler or whichever. Right. How hard is that? And then how hard is it to maintain? Um, it was it wasn't too too difficult, but you did need to have a little bit of capital So what I did was I had a little retail location about two years ago and to sell GoPro products you need uh, You know an, an, an invoice from GoPro and then provide it to eBay, etc And so I, I purchased about hundred units, you know at MSRP price from GoPro I got their license to sell their products and then with that I've been selling on just on that the whole time um, and obviously, I took a I took a little bit of a loss on selling those products because they were MSRP priced. Um, but you know that's that tuition, right? And it gave me kind of the foundation to sell. So that's mm. how I did it. You know, I'm sitting here thinking about um, what you've done, and it's it's an unbelievable accomplishment because you have created in a category that every one of us would say it's saturated. Oh, Steve, you can't sell right. that category. Everything's coming in from China, so cheap. They're selling it over. They're selling it for four bucks, free shipping. Right? right? You can't compete right, right, against right. that, right? Well, that's not true. When you spend time now um, looking at your business, which is mature, even though it's a year that you've right. had a real lot of success, but it's mature because you've niched down and you've narrowed your focus and you know what your lane is. Um, you don't have that many SKUs. What, 96 SKUs I'm looking at it now. So uh, Yeah, right, 96, 96. Active, and I probably have like 100 that are not, you know, they're not stocked with the quantity, so you don't see them. Okay, and so you really, you don't have to spend a lot of time uh, sourcing product i guess you you know you're continuing looking for new products but you're not sourcing a lot i mean because your photos are phenomenal your listings are phenomenal is that where you spend the majority of your time yes absolutely i think that's one of the most important things especially if you're a replenishable seller um, you want to have one of the best listings out there if it's not the price it has to be something else it has to be the way you present the item it has to be the way you provide the information on the listing it has to be your customer service all of these are different factors that you could include with your sales and since i have so many like since i have so little listings i could really dive in and, and focus on those listings instead of being so let's say for example chris has 10,000 listings right that's very hard to manage because you need to know information about 10,000 listings and it's just not humanly possible if it's all random stuff. Um, so it becomes, you know, there's obviously different pros and cons to each model, but uh, for me, it, it works out better if I have less listings and more knowledge on what I'm selling. Yeah, it, it definitely seems to be working for you. Some of the other things I appreciate is that you have information in your listing on how to use the system. So you've had these questions, obviously, and you're yes. smart enough to realize, hey, let me pre-answer some of those questions, right? Because right. today's younger generation, you, not me, um, <laughs> are used to, they're kind of independent. Like I think my sons, who uh, my, I have one about your age, one a little bit older, mm -hmm. and they're pretty independent. They don't, they don't ask a lot of questions. They just quickly go through and say, oh yeah, it tells you right here. And so that right. seems to be a skill set, and I guess maybe it's training, um, mm -hmm. and you've done that. Um, how much customer service do you have to spend because of you doing these pre preventative, where you're preventively answering questions? So, you know, that's kind of an interesting point that you brought up because uh, I remember when I first listed that item, which was a remote, 
you need the remote to pair it with a camera. And I used to, I sell maybe a couple a day and I used to get emails from 30% of people that bought it saying, how do I pair this? How do I pair this? How do I do this? So I was like, hmm, what if I just write it in the description and then I've gotten maybe one person out of 200 people that would ask me how to pair it because it's, it's just right there and it just made sense. Um, that's, so. that's so cool. So, you know, the size of your company, uh, do you have staff or are you fulfilling all these orders yourself? So I've been fulfilling them all by myself for, wow. for now. I'm impressed. Uh, so I'm currently in the transition period of getting an office space, a warehouse, and then, you know, um, I just bought a car. So like a lot of things going on at once right now. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to get employees as well and start scaling even further because I know the potential of eBay is massive. Um, You're you know, just scratching the surface, right? I'm just scratching the surface. And that's how I think about everything because as soon as you get complacent, it's over for you, especially as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, you can't be like, once you make six figures, this is over or whatever amount. There's no financial amount that could stop my drive. And I think that's very important to say. But I've, I've heard that eBay is dead. I'm sorry. I didn't know uh-huh. if anybody told you that. Um, I guess they forgot <laughs> to mention that to you. I mean, when you sit back and you look at, I mean, you see it, you look at Amazon, right? It's, right. you know, I don't know, 100 times the size of eBay now or some crazy right. number, right? It's it's massive, right? Beyond massive. Right. Why, why, why stay with eBay versus Amazon? Is it, and because price... And, and I right. think price is going to be a lot to do with it because on Amazon, really, the competitive advantage is price. There's really not a lot you can offer um, because you can't differentiate the listing. I mean, is that is that a lesson here for us to take back to say, hmm, eBay does have, if you're willing to do the work, right. it does have an advantage? Right. Well, so here's the thing, Steve. I, I'm not here to boast or anything, but I just bought an $80,000 car. You know, I'm 24 years old. My primary income is eBay. And I, I say that to say, like, there's obviously potential there. There's there's no way I'm faking this or a lot of no, my posts no. on Instagram. And I don't even treat this as my job. It's just for fun. And I like to like, communicate with people and engage in conversations. And, you know, like meeting you through social media, is, this is why I do this. Um, so there's obviously money there, okay? And it does take a lot of work. And it did take me years to build up to what it is now. But eBay, for me, I've looked into a lot. I've met the CEO, I've met the CEO, and I've talked to them, and I've seen their kind of perspective on how they plan on changing the platform over the next five to ten years, and they're really trying to involve AI into it, and they really want to make it personable. So compared to Amazon, which is just this massive, massive platform, which is not really seller-orientated, or and it's not focused on one-on-one cases, I've heard a lot of bad stories about how being a seller on Amazon is very brutally competitive Hmm. and they don't really help you as much as they do on ebay and it's getting more and more as i've seen the product the platform develop it's been more it's been getting better and better over time they've been making a lot of changes this year especially and i see a lot of potential here as they move forward because they're going to be adding catalogs and such and so it's going to become more of a a strong foundation for the platform because you know we've been transitioning from a the reputation of eBay has been scammy. Um, you know, you don't know if, if what you're going to get is real or not. And there's a lot of myths like that that are, have been completely... They're going deep- out of business. Yes. And <laughs> I think all those myths are starting to becoming debunked as sellers like me are coming on the platform on social media and saying, look, I'm doing this. I'm running a business on here. I'm doing this. And I, I went to school for civil engineering and I chose this path instead. Um, and I think that speaks volume. So that's why I like to do stuff like this, go on this interview and talk about it because I do like capitalism and I do like people going out of their way to create something. And I think it's just very important that everyone does that.
I think it's so smart. I mean, you're not the first million dollar eBay seller I've had on. Um, mm -hmm. However, you're definitely well, you're close to the youngest. And to me, your ability to work on your business, the fact that, you know, you're not hey, you're not afraid to pack. I mean, if you see, again, go out, check his Instagram. Mm -hmm. You'll see that he's sending out gazillions of packages, right? That's not easy. All of us who know who ship. That uh -huh. gets mundane. It's boring. But that's putting your head down doing the work. And you're right. planning to outsource that. You're planning to get rid of that as you develop practices and processes. To me, the fact that you've been able to build this efficient model without a giant warehouse, without a big staff, is another huge, huge um, advantage. Um, is it a margin issue for you? I mean, because, you know, sometimes electronics does have lower margins yes. um, just because of competitive advantage or a competitive, right, competitiveness. So is that one of the challenges with, with that type of business where you're doing a huge volume, you need the help, yet the margins aren't as uh, somebody who's selling gym equipment, for example, right. you know, or something like that? 100%. So that's why I've had the competitive advantage because I, I my overhead is very low, right? I don't have a warehouse. Mm. I don't have office. I live at home right now. I use a couple rooms. So compared to bigger companies, like I said, they have employees, they have rent space, they have all these things that drive their margins lower, right? So they can't even offer the prices that I offer, which is uh, you know just another advantage for me. So, so what are you going to do differently to allow you to expand, right? Because what we just mm -hmm. said was that that's one of the big challenges and you have an advantage here, but it sounds like if you go that other way, you're giving up that advantage. Right. Well, so for me, I've, I haven't been working full time, full time. I only work a few hours a day typically, and it would be sporadically throughout the day. Um, and so if I did get my warehouse and my space and more space, I'd be able to expand into different niches and different categories that I've been studying over the last year or two um, because, you know, I've been on social media for a while now and I've kind of learned the whole business and different business models. So I'm going to start branching out a little bit right now. I don't know if you know, but I have a second eBay store that mm. does only auctions. Um, so I auction off a lot of different um, lots and things like that, which is actually doing pretty well as well. And so the, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Uh, what's the goal of that versus, so, so your main one is your bread and butter. That's your, uh, it sounds like your, your base, your foundation that yes. you've established the auction site. Is it to hit a home run when it's possible or, or to price it based on the market? Let the market decide. Uh, so I let the market decide because, you know, sometimes on eBay, especially when you're listing auctions and people are, you know, watching and they're trying to see what they want to bid it at, you never really know. You know, I said I started at my minimum amount that I want, mm -hmm. and then anything above that that it goes to is just a bonus for me. Um, and so I'll list a bunch of auctions, and whatever gets a hit is just always a bonus. That's awesome. Is it new merchandise or used merchandise for the auction, or does it just not matter? It, it's it's both. Okay. It varies. Okay, yeah. it's mixed. You know, as I sit and I think about, you know, what you're describing is building out this empire because you are describing an empire your empire for you whatever that means mm -hmm. right yeah. um process sounds to be the most most uh, important piece it sounds to me like that and so i'm listening to you talk and i'm thinking to myself he's he's figuring all this stuff out then he's going to add another module then he's going to figure that out and add another module is that kind of the plan oh absolutely absolutely um so i've been i've been kind of on standby with my business for a while now because my father passed away a couple months ago oh, i'm sorry no that's okay i appreciate it but uh yeah so you know a lot of these external factors also took a toll on me although i kept trying to keep working and just kind of uh, maintained what i was doing but now is a time where i really really feel the energy and i really feel the passion to get back into it because that's what i had in early 2016 
um, when I first started, you know, I was making maybe like three, if I had to calculate how much I was actually making, Steve, it was probably like $3 an hour. <laughs> and I was working like five, six, seven hours a day. Everybody would have given up. Everybody would have given up. Because it just doesn't make sense, Steve. Like, why would you spend, you know, like seven, eight hours a day to make $20, $30? It just didn't make sense. But that's how I kind of learned the ins and outs of everything. Because I also didn't have any capital. I was going to school and then just all these different factors. Um, but I did pour back 99% of what I made during my internships and my other job. And, you know, I just keep uh, snowballing that into what it is now. I, I think one of the bigger challenges is that, at least that I see, is that people want to win now. Um, they, they're not willing to pay the price and put in the time. Now, what you're describing is you got paid maybe only $3 an hour, but that's a yeah. heck of an internship um, to actually get paid because a lot of students yeah. do unpaid internships. Right. The fact that you made money and you mm-hmm. learned a skill set and you actually figured it out and you documented it, to me— you know, that's that's a pretty good job, actually. I, I agree with you. But again, it's like since you're alone and this whole game is it's very lonely, right? Very lonely. So there's a lot of demotivating factors around that, um, especially during school and everything where everyone is doing something different than you. Um, and I guess I was pushing through that was the hardest part. Yeah. Yeah. How do you put off that that gratification? A yeah, young guy, especially dude. Nobody does yeah. that. <laughs> Um, I think it's more just gratitude and my passion for not doing something I don't want to do because if it wasn't for this, I would be doing something I don't want to do. And I, that scares the hell out of me because, you know, shout out to Gary Vaynerchuk, but he talks about how, like, you know, if you go to a funeral home and talk to a little bit older people, they will tell you what they regret in their life. And I want to minimize my regret in life as much as possible. Let me ask you a personal question. you, You said your dad passed away. Yes. What was it like? for you to be able to be there for your family because you didn't have to go to work. I mean, and I understand, don't get me wrong. I'm sure you had to ship and you had to do all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. But I Mm -hmm. meant that you could put that off and go do it at two in the morning if you wanted to. You didn't have to go in at eight o'clock. What was that like for you? Steve, it means the world to me. And I wake up every morning Hmm. um, with gratitude and I spend a minute or two just reflecting on how, like how, thankful I am to have these opportunities. And, and, you know, even though I do work hard and I did build it myself, it's still a blessing that I even get the chance to do that because, you know, a lot of people don't get these chances and they don't know about it. And, you know, I'm just thankful that I did know about it and I did take advantage of it. As a dad, you're giving me, you're getting me choked up um, thinking about (laughs) that my son, your dad's son uh, is there um, when his family needs him. That's one of the biggest challenges you want is you want your family to be taken care of after you, you know, something you know, happens. And here right. you are. Um, oh, you give me the chills. Oh, I just got the chills. <laughs> very, very cool. It's a very cool thing. But it's, again, as I sit back and I, I look at um, what you're doing, why not build your own website? You should, hey, Prince, you should do a Shopify store. You're going to kill right. it. You should have your own thing. You know, yeah, that eBay thing, they're dying. You know, right. or Amazon, they're going to, they're too restrictive. Why not build your own site and just do that? So I actually have. I did start a Shopify store a, couple, a year or two back. And I kind of noticed the traffic that eBay brings, and now especially with all the extra promotions and marketing they do for you. So, like, for example, if you reduce the price by 5% on eBay for your listing, they'll email everyone that was interested in your item. And that'll drive sales. There's so many different marketing things that eBay does. And for that 9% that I pay, I think it's I think it's way more than worth it. And so I don't even need to do anything extensive for marketing. So I don't, I don't work with Shopify that much just because it does, it didn't make sense to me because the traffic that eBay drives is well worth it. 
it's a huge uh, team, the silent team, right, of your staff. You have a huge yeah. team, and they're on eBay, and they're marketing people, and you don't have right. to worry about them calling out sick. You don't have to worry about all that jazz. Right. Um, I also appreciate that you respect the platform for what it is. It's not perfect, right? Right. No, but are you, are, you, are you perfect? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. <laughs> have you messed well, up orders? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. And especially, like I said, so I'm, I also let my little brother uh, come into the business and try different things and try shipping and things like that. And he's messed up plenty of orders. Um, and, and I think that's just part of the learning curve. Yeah, but that, so, so if you can forgive yourself, right? Yeah. Why can't you forgive them? I, I always get crazy about that. Yeah, I hate it when, when stupid stuff happens. I mean, I've been there a long time, so I got old yeah. listings that you know yeah. aren't supported anymore because they've changed 50 things. But so yeah. what? That's my fault, right? I mean, it's really my fault. Why would I have something that's been there for years? Steve, I'm a huge advocate for messing up. I think everyone should be messing up on a daily basis. That's, to, the, that's where the learning is? Is that what you that's, mean? That's the best way to learn because I've been through the whole textbook, 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 learn, read, read, and that hasn't given me the knowledge that I have. And it's given me the discipline to work, but it hasn't given me the direct knowledge that I needed to accomplish what I was trying to accomplish by just reading text. Um, because this is a whole different experience when you mess up and then you actually have that experience that you messed up and you need to fix it because you don't have a choice because you messed up. Uh, well, I think so. this is powerful. I think you're onto something here and I want to, I want to help people. So, uh, you have, a, it sounds like a way of learning. So let's just say, yeah. uh, Steve wants to get into the, I have a tape measure on my desk. I want to get into selling, uh, uh, building supplies. Here I go. I mean, it's small building, small tools. Right. What's this? What's your suggestion then that for Steve to start learning how to sell tools? What's the method I should start thinking? Just start. Just start taking those. Just get a bunch of tools. Start listening to them. Look at them. Play with them. Um, you're probably gonna lose money, and that is what you're supposed to be doing. You should be. If you know, I mean, if if you make money from the get go, great. Awesome. But, Something's right. But don't don't be flustered if you do mess up because you're supposed to mess up. I think that's normal. I think what's, I don't know the exact statistics, but I believe 95% of businesses fail. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to understand, you have to take it with a grain of salt that if you're trying to get the, get the life that most people don't have, it comes with its price and that's just part of it. And you have to keep moving forward and you have to keep working and working and working through all that. Um, and I think that's the hardest part about entrepreneurship in general. I think so, too. So the life that most people don't have, what's that life for you look like? For me, it's living on my own terms. So and not only that, but it's, it's creating a foundation for the generations to come. So my kids and their kids, kids, right? They want I want them to have a foundation like their grandfather or their grandpa or whatever was doing this. He was working hard at this time. and doing. So this. is so that an have, example? Are you doing that by example? Is that what you mean? 100%. Okay. When I, when I talk in groups, whenever I'm in a discussion, I talk the least. I listen the most. And I've been like that for as long as I can remember. Hmm. And so you have people coming up to you, I want that life. I want that life. How many, and be honest, how many people are willing to do what it really takes? Um, have you met? How many people have you met that are really willing to, to do what it really takes? Steve, to be completely honest and quite frank, I think it's very few because I, I personally, I know people in my life, like family members too, that work very, very hard, but they just, I just don't see, I don't see it in them. I don't see the fire in them to create this because when it, when the tough times come, you can't just give up. You can't get laxed. That's when you actually need to fight harder. And I think that's the hardest thing for most people. And it's, it's very hard to develop that mindset if you haven't been doing it for years. This stuff comes with experience and, and, you know, there's no way around it. The hard times do come, don't they? 
I mean, they're just Absolutely. no matter, even though you're having an incredible year, right? Yeah. It's, there's challenges that still come in. There's nothing that you, I mean, it, in a week, how many challenges, how many, how many hours a week are challenges for you? Or how many items, I guess, how many, uh, how many transactions are challenges? You know, if you think of your life in transactions. Um, well, I could tell you probably on a daily basis, I get a new issue. <laughs> um, you know, and it's sometimes it's from customers who are just, you know, some, you know, some people don't know what they're really saying and some people are actually right that you did something wrong. And it's just, you have to take that on head first and, you know, you can't put it off. You can't do all of that. And so every time it's just like, oh, this kind of sucks. I have to deal with this, but I'm going to deal with it, take care of it and then move forward. And I keep doing that every single day. And I think that's, uh, that's one key thing to know. I think uh, uh, I did an interview last night, and he said something pretty powerful. When you think about wherever you work, those same issues happen, right? No matter what. Right. You just, oh, that's the company's problem. You don't worry about it. But you're carrying that weight too. And so when you have perspective, right, when you sit back and look at uh, you have every day a challenge, but that's a little bit of your time, that means the rest of your day nothing was challenging, right? That's right. kind of cool, right? I mean, isn't that, right. isn't that the life that most people want? I, I believe so. I think, and I don't think it matters if you want to do a business or not. I don't think it matters if you want to be an entrepreneur or not. But I think there is a lot of fruits to labor when you do work for yourself. It is, it, it feels satisfying. I feel, um, not necessarily content, but I feel like I'm on a good path. You know, I don't feel like I'm stationary. I'm not sedentary. I feel like I can make an impact um, if I just keep pushing harder and working harder. Because in the future for me, like my motivation is I want to employ people. I want to get people to do a job they like to do. You know, not a lot of people want to do work at Subway or whatever, right? They might want to work in a little office and just hang out in the AC room and just list stuff. And so that's what I want to really do. I want to hire people. I want to get people a job. I want to make an impact in my community and hopefully in the world. And so those are my driving factors. And, and you don't know that kid that comes in your world, right? The one who was going to go work at Subway and we're not putting it yeah. down, but it's real. When you put a spark in him, who knows what potential oh, exactly. that kid has and you could touch him in a way that, Oh my goodness. hundred percent. So I'm actually doing this right now with one of my friends um, shout out to Dane. Uh, he came with me to eBay open. I brought him along cause eBay flew me out there and, uh, he was, you know, this is his first time into e-commerce. So he's looking around and seeing everyone and starting a business and he's feeling very motivated. And right now he does a couple side jobs. So when I introduced this to him, he started selling on Amazon FBA and he started to ship a bunch of stuff there. And now he's getting an income from eBay from doing this. And I think it's just a, it's a crazy thing to see because, you know, if I wasn't there or if I wasn't there as a model, then he probably wouldn't be doing it. And it makes a big, you know, it makes a huge difference in his life. And it's just very cool. And it's very rewarding for you, right? So you gave without expectation. And again, you get rewarded, right? Just, just seeing his success. And I say that all the time because I, I help a whole bunch of companies yeah. without any, without them paying me. And it's like, right. yeah, but if you go and use that service, I win because you won. Right. Isn't that cool? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the chills again. Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, your parents are proud. All right. So, so you have uh, built this up. When... One thing that I don't hear in your voice is a hopelessness at all. And that, I mean, when I look at generations, and I hate to, to, to you know, put a big group together and, and classify them this way, but a lot right. of them are looking at, you know, pretty skeptical of government, skeptical of the world, skeptical of, uh, you know, business and, and all that stuff. I don't yeah. hear that. I hear real optimism. I hear, you know, like you're just scratching the surface. The future's unlimited. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Steve, actually, I try to figure this out about myself all the time, because if I could figure out what it was, inside bottle of it. Me, yeah, bottle it. 
if I could figure that out and, and put that out in the world, I think it could actually help a lot of people. And granted, I haven't done anything crazy yet, but I have done something that was valuable enough for me to earn an income and you know live on my own terms. And so, and I think a lot of people are just trying to achieve that in life. And uh, if I can provide what it was for me, then I would love to share that with the world. But I think, you know, I don't even know exactly. Like, well, what is it? You have a superpower. You've got to. I mean, and this is an ego thing. And I'm going to make you put an ego thing out there and say, what What <laughs> would you say though would be your superpower if you had to? If you had to have one, what would you say it is? Patience. I'm super patient. I've been in. I've been in situations, and I'm going to be very blunt here. I've made like twenty thousand dollars one month, and then the next month I'd make like four thousand dollars, and that's a massive difference. And the God honest truth, that didn't break me one bit. I did not even bat an eye at the difference there. I just kept working harder and pushed into making it, you know, what it is again. And Well, a bunch of people would have said, oh, my God, I'm failing. It's over, right? Yeah, but I just didn't, I just didn't see it that way. How? 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 What was it? What was it? What was it that you said, huh, I've got to tweak, I've got to adjust, or that's just the way it is? I think... It, in life in general, I don't put all my eggs in one basket. I, you know, I do boxing. Uh, I work out a lot. I'm a fitness oh, enthusiast. Okay. Um, and so there's always something going on for me, which doesn't make me feel like I'm not, like I'm hopeless, you know? Um, and I think that was a big factor. Like all these external things that I do really help me with my business. So, so you have a, you have a way to, to get that frustration out the way you're describing to me, right? You have a passion for yeah. this other thing and that helps. Hmm. But it's not, a, it's not even frustration. I can't even like, describe the feeling. It's just kind of, I feel nothing in a way, not sort of emotionless, but I, I don't feel down about it whatsoever. Okay. All right. And I well, tell, I tell everyone and anyone, if my business goes under tomorrow, I don't care. I sincerely don't care. You're not, not emotionally the, attached to it. Not in the sense that I don't care about money and I, you know, I take it for granted or anything like that, but I don't care because I know that I'm continuously developing my knowledge and my growth in this life and I can make something else out of this. I could make, I could grow into something else, you know, and there will always be so many options in the world for you to make money and earn a living. And there's so many different models in the world and there's just something I could always try. I have a friend who says this. He said, Steve, even if I had to be a janitor, I would be the best janitor. I would be so successful at it because I'd give it my all, even if I had to, right? And he was talking about, you know, whatever happened, if, if something happened, right? You'd play that what if. So you're saying to yourself, hey, I built a skill set. I've obviously mastered this. I've yeah. proven that I could do this. So I could just go somewhere else and replicate. I've got an education. I've been able to apply it. Boom. Yeah. And so it takes, does it take, make you, uh, uh, take more chances because and not not in a cocky way, yeah, but a, maybe a confident way. I well, I, I I owe that to my parents because I think my parents gave me a good foundation as far mm. as now you sound uh, like Gary V. <laughs> no, I mean gave, that, but it's and true it, though. They gave me a foundation to do what I want to do or what I need to do. They gave me a house. They put food on the table. I I don't have to worry about not eating tomorrow, right? And I think that's a big advantage for me. A lot of people, if they're on their own, they gotta, if they have kids, you know, they have more responsibilities. So when I was growing up, I didn't have those, and I could reinvest 99% of what I made back into the business. It's humble, by the way, because I'm sitting here thinking, you know, you could sit there and say, well, I've got the abilities, I've got this, and I'm trying to pull some of that out of you, and you're very humble about it. But you're saying, no, my parents really are the ones that helped me be successful. I mean, that's very humble, and uh, I think... Again, I would say that's part of the reason you're having so much success is that you recognize that. Dude, very, very cool. All right, so so you're building this out. You see no end in sight. 
What do you think, um, when you look to the future, I mean, in future in your age at 24 is probably the old <laughs> dude at 30, right? No, I mean, no. when you, when you sit back and think about this, I mean, do you, do you see yourself in some form or some way, you know, doing this just forever because it's cool and fun for now? I mean, you know, for now? Um, well, you know, like I said, I do plan on scaling this to the point where I have employees and I have a system that's set up where it's pretty much autonomous, where I have people sourcing inventory and people packaging and shipping. And to, at that point, I could focus on building other companies at the same time because I also want to get into branding um, and things of that nature. But definitely everything I do is going to be online because I was kind of grown up into where on the Internet was developing. And so I have a lot of experience with just the Internet in general. Um and so, so I think this is yeah. the world you live in. Do you do you document your processes? By the way, do you have them to, uh, documented in standard operating procedures or anything like that? Uh, yes, but it's very. It's not like very specific. It's it's your understanding the way it's you my, would read it. It's my understanding of okay. it. Okay, all right. So, but you have a foundation that you could build it out because that's another powerful thing, especially as you add people because you want them to meet your standard, right? I mean, and that's right. that's important too. Um, I sit back and I think again about helping people who want to move their business forward. What are you not? I mean, be honest, what are you not good at that you have to reach out for help? I am not good at building a network of people. So, you know, I've been working on that for the past year, but it's more about networking with people that also run businesses that I can learn from. And I'm just not as social as I would like to be. I would like to be more out there and talking to people and learning and giving and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm just not doing that because since I live on the internet, it's, you know, it's a very lonely place. And I feel like in business to scale, you need to have other people involved. Well, going to eBay open was a huge opportunity for you, right? I mean, that, like right. you, you're, especially when the spotlight's put upon you, right? Right. No, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so that was like my first kind of taste of a little bit of networking and seeing more people, um, and what did but, that yeah. do for you? I mean, did that, did that give you confidence? Like I, I had another interview I did where a gentleman uh, said that he was in that way and he ended up taking a uh, comedy class to learn how to do stand-up comedy. And okay. for him, it, you know, think about the most uncomfortable thing, people booing you on stage, right? Just get, right. But you get past that, right? You get past that. So, so being up on stage and being in that spotlight, what did it do for you? I think it was incredible. I think it really reinforced the fact that I am doing something I'm doing something right and I'm headed in the right direction. And to see a lot of other people doing similar businesses to what I do made me feel more comfortable with what I do because it's not like when I'm alone, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know if this is really going to last or if this is going to be sustainable. Self-doubt creeps in, right? Yes. But when you talk to the people who run the platform and the people who sell on the platform as well, you get a different perspective and idea of what's going on. Like, I don't know if you know of BHFO. Oh Um, yeah, sure. It's Couple that couple that does I believe forty five million a year on eBay, mm-hmm. uh, which is a ridiculous amount, and that's very I sell much shoes, possible. so I know exactly who BHFO. <laughs> so so yeah, it's like the potential is definitely there. You just need to go out and get it. You've got to be willing to do the work, and you've got to be willing to eat a load of junk, as uh, Gary Vee would say, right? You got to eat. You got to eat junk sometimes, right? You got to work for three dollars an hour when everybody else is like, whoa. Geez, why would you, Prince? I mean, come on, you can go work at Subway and make twelve dollars. Hundred percent. So let me give you like an idea of what who I am as a person. So I sell electronics. If I were to use a camera of my own, I wouldn't use a brand new one. Never, ever, ever would I use a brand new <laughs> camera. I'll buy a broken one from from even not broken necessarily, but like a cracked screen or like a cosmetically damaged one, and I'll use that because I see no point of using a brand new one. Not because I don't have the money for it, not because I can't afford it. 
but because that's just how I value these things. Um, you know, I don't put them on a pedestal like this is my life and I need to buy brand new things and because this is why, you know, it's not, it's not for that. It's not for show. It's just for work. And so. So stuff, you don't worship stuff. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, when, when, what does that give you perspective? I was sitting there thinking about like your perspective because I, I think this is another, another opportunity for people to learn, right? So we've, we've already suggested you've got to niche down. You've got to figure it out. And I think what your suggestion as a 24-year-old kid who's so wise to say, hey, look, sell a bunch of junk. And then look at your data and see what's sold, see what's getting the views, see what's doing, and then boom. That sounds like a path you might want to go in. But again, then again, are you, can you get a passion about it? And, and you said something that you don't have to be completely passionate about it and be a giant right. user. You just have to respect the data that says this is a lane that has some promise. Well, you could, you could be passionate about it indirectly, right? So if you don't necessarily like the business, but you like what kind of lifestyle it provides for you. So for me, you know, it could be very random. I don't have to wake up at eight o'clock or seven o'clock in the morning and then do this for two or three hours. I could wake up 10 o'clock, go to the gym, come back, do some listing and then come back, go to go to boxing. You know, it can do pretty much so whatever So that's I want. the passion, not necessarily that's, the product. Oh, there's exactly, why the, you don't exactly. get emotional about your product. Oh, I love it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so everybody, all these old dudes are sitting here saying the dude's 24 years old. Again, the fact that you're on this, um, I see nothing but opportunity. Okay. So, so we've clearly identified your skill set. We've clearly identified some of the things that you, you struggle with and that you're working on. The fact that you're willing to work on them, I think is again, a maturity, um, that occurs. So what keeps you grounded? Um, is boxing a big piece of it? Is losing your dad a big piece of it? Is it being with your family, um, success or what, what is it that keeps you grounded? It's simply gratitude. It's Period. I've got I've gotten all these opportunities and I know everyone doesn't get them and for me to take advantage of that and not exploit it to its full full potential and not exploit in a bad way but exploit in a positive way but to not leverage that and use that use my ability to be healthy to make an impact it, I think it's just the wrong thing to do. Well, it, it, you know, not everybody has that give, was given the same opportunity living at home yes. or living free but but they do have the same opportunity to sell on eBay just like you. Fair? Um, it's somewhat because some people don't have the space, you know, some people don't have the capital, some people have different responsibilities. And so in that sense, they don't have the same opportunities. Hmm. I, you know, the, the one thing I would challenge you a little bit on is that you could do the old garage sale flips and I'm not saying it's easy because you know, right. so a lot of us have started that way. That, right. that opportunity is there, right? I mean, you don't need a lot of money. You just got to be willing to put down uh, vice that you have, and Steve has vices, right? I mean, right. I, I, I can't do bottled water anymore. I have right. to bring my water bottle and refill it at the water fountain, God forbid, right? Right. Or I can't do Starbucks coffee. I got to be willing to make my own coffee. Those are the sacrifices I could make. Now, and I understand there's a there's an extreme element, especially uh, very challenged or whatever, but generally, we could go back from there. The opportunities there um, how many hours a week would you say when you were making the $3 an hour, how many hours a week were you doing in addition to going to school, in addition to commuting and all that jazz? At least 40 hours a week, at least. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. at least. How many of your friends were putting in 40 hours a week on and anything other than school? Zero. <laughs> And so when you look back at your class you graduated with, and I'm sure they have a lot of good jobs and, and, you know, I mean, I'm an accounting field. So lots of my, you know, friends I graduated with, especially grad school, right. they, you know, went on to be incredible successes in their own thing. And I'm not downplaying it in any way yet. 
a lot of them are tied to that. They just can't stop. Um, here's, here's a question I have for you. How do you turn off your business when you want to travel? Because it looks like you do a little bit of traveling here and there. Yes. Um, so, well, usually I'd have, you know, my mother and my brother are here. So my, he could ah. take care of, he could care, take care of shipping pretty well. Great. Uh, so I don't have to worry. And obviously I could take care of all the customer service from wherever I am. Uh, so that's not an issue. So that's and, a design. Yes. Hmm. So, so, I mean, the big challenge for like a guy like Chris, who's got 10,000 items, and if he didn't have employees, which would be impossible yeah. with that scale, but let's just say he didn't, um, mm -hmm. that is one of the bigger challenges. So when you're working on your business, again, because you're so niche down, you're able to tackle those issues and, and full on, right? Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I hope people listen to that again and just hear a bunch of points. And I know we, we, we dropped them all throughout that whole thing, but there's power in niching down because as Prince tells you, you get to be the expert in your field. Now, do you blog about any of this stuff or uh, market in any other way um, to get people to come to see your stuff or use influencers or anything like that? Um, so I do a little bit indirectly. Uh, what I've done is I've, so I've created some custom mounts for people like you said, our adventure enthusiasts, people that go out and use these cameras. And I made these custom mounts that work specifically for different activities. Like let's say dirt biking, people want to mount certain ways, people for drag races want certain ways. And so people on, let's say like YouTube, for example, people have gotten my product on eBay, made a review about it, posted about uh, it. That's awesome. And then that drives traffic as well, right? And that's forever. It just kind of works by uh. itself. Again, this is the advantage of understanding the marketplace that you're in. Um, and, and, I, and again, I applaud you for taking advantage of the platform. You're getting the most you can from eBay. You're not, you're not complaining, and I'm sure everything doesn't work right again. Yeah. However, you're saying, hey, let me get the most from it. Let me take advantage of the biggest pieces. Again, in one of the most competitive, competitive, because you could buy a lot of your stuff for $3 from China, free shipping. It might right. take six weeks to get there, but it's still, yeah. it's real and you're in it and you're fighting it. And I just think it's, it's very cool. All right. So, um, if somebody has a question, they want to follow up with you and I'm already want them to go to, you got to go look at his Instagram. It's Prince Patel, uh, it's Instagram, uh, slash Prince Patel. And you want to see this and join and follow him like I do, because it's inspiring to me again. I don't see you bragging. I don't see any of that stuff. I you see a lot of work. When I look at this stuff, I look and I'm like, dude, that's a lot of, that's, you know, I'm standing up applauding for you because I know what it takes to put that together. Those of us who ship seven, I ship uh -huh. seven days a week. So I yeah. can appreciate that. Um, any other way that somebody can follow up if they have a question? Um, yeah, so I'm trying, I'm getting more into social media currently. I'm getting on YouTube and I'll be posting more regularly on Instagram, et cetera. Uh, so if you guys have any questions, you could definitely hit me up anywhere, and I do respond when I can. Okay. So I'm going to put his Instagram link there, too, in this episode because it's just so cool. All right. So the goal of this podcast is to help people who get stuck. And you've seen people, and people probably come to you, and especially when they see the success you're having. Yes. So can you give us your best advice to get people past that point of stuck? I think the biggest thing is activating that hustler's mindset because just to backtrack a little bit, we were talking about garage sales and how you can just go get stuff and flip it on eBay. But it's not necessarily that easy. If you look at if you look at it from a perspective of someone who's never done e-commerce before, someone who's brand new, who had good parents who always gave them everything, how can you expect them to be in a hustler's mindset? You mm. can't. You can't expect them to buy a one dollar coffee, you know, as opposed to a five dollar coffee from Starbucks, like, or just not get coffee at all. There's a lot of different things like that that it's very hard to understand from their perspective. And so, you know. I try to get people in that mindset. You don't need to go to the next concert. You don't need to go uh, do all these lavish things for no reason. And you're not going to be depressed if you don't go. 
you'll have a great time if you just find out, if you just experiment and try things, and you'll still love life. It's not like you're gonna miss out on stuff. And and I think that's the biggest thing for most people who aren't in the hustler's mindset. They feel like they're missing out on life if they don't, if they work all this extra amount. You know? No, I I think I think you said it so well, and you're absolutely right that it does take. A switch. You have to see the perspective, right? It's it's. Uh, I spend an hour hustling at garage sales so I can have you know ten hours of freedom for the rest of the day and go fishing or go skiing or go whatever, right? By exactly. that, if you change your mindset to that, and you're right, that does take when 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 you know. And I think of some of my boys, you know, when yeah. when they aren't thinking about working because you know dad's working. Yeah. Um, it makes it easy to not appreciate that stuff. And not that they are that way, but you, I get what you're saying. And I think you're spot on. So change your mindset, change your perspective and see that, you know, that extra couple hours of work, that 40 hours of work you did in school has yeah. given you now the ability to ebb and flow as you want um, mm-hmm. and do all the things. Oh, dude. 24 years old to be so wise. I love it. <laughs> Dude, I, I really appreciate you taking the time in. I, I wish you nothing but success. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How smart, how cool. Every dad is sitting a little taller saying, man, I hope my boys can get it as well as he did. Right? And and as a dad, and I feel for him, you know, uh, to lose his dad at such a young age, it, 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 uh, it's got to be tough. But man, what a proud father. Oh. They just figured it out. I'm telling you, it's just so cool, so neat. And again, he's in a very competitive thing, and he's figured it out. What makes him an outlier versus Steve versus you? Maybe you. Maybe you're the outlier. I'm not. And what is it? You know, it's his ability to focus. It's his ability to get the junk out of his life, as uh, to get uh, to get the the mistakes that he's made, and to be willing to just push him off. And okay, let's learn. Let's move on. Take the data. Use the data. Get rid of the rest. Move on. Man, if there's not a lesson there, I don't know where there is one. EcommerceMomentum.com. EcommerceMomentum.com. Thanks for listening to the E-Commerce Momentum Podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at EcommerceMomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.